Welcome to Urbane Legends, the podcast about urban legends and how to act in a courteous and refined manner, but much less about that. Here's your hosts, Neil and Chris. Welcome to Urbane Legends, the podcast about urban legends, but to an almost complete extent, etiquette. I am door-to-door bath bat salesman, Chris Flynn, and with me as always is a man who was recently put on the government watch list for cool guys, it's... That'd be Neil Herbert, which you'll know because you're studying that watch list, I'm sure. Oh, <laughs> Me, me and the Fonz. You, the Fonz. You know how cool I am by the fact that my reference is around 40 years out of date. Okay, so Neil, um, how have you been since we uh, last discussed um, the exciting and terrifying world of urban legends? I've been doing all right, yeah. I've been uh, keeping my eyes open. Yeah? Doing a bit of investigation, yep. You, know. okay. you see much? Or uh, are you keeping that close, close to the chest? Then, you know, you know what I don't want to, don't want to reveal. Oh, is that because of that book you're writing, Chariots of the Neils? Could be that that book's already been optioned into a Netflix series, Chris. Really? Could be. Who's playing you? Who's playing you, Clooney? It seems to take a long time to, you know, to find out all the details. But right, is it about? Is it about our paranormal investigations? Oh, not liberties. Who's uh? Yeah, so Clooney's playing you, I assume, because of your um, because your relationship with him. Yeah. Um, yeah. Who's playing me? Uh, the guy who played Steptoe's dads? You're going to be largely CGI. <laughs> I am quite unique looking. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> They're doing their best. They're renting out a supercomputer now. They're going to see what they can do. Am I kind of um, your bumbling robot sidekick in it? Bumbling sidekick, definitely. <laughs> Not a robot. No, no. It's... Um, have you... part, part demon, part apparition. Oh, nice. So I'm dead. So it's like Randall Hopkirk or something. Yeah, really like Randall Hopkirk. Exactly. Oh, nice. Yeah. Um, so uh, do I? have you written my well-known catchphrase into it? <laughs> Couldn't possibly live without the well-known catchphrase, which, of course, I've not forgotten. Yeah, of course. Uh, the soil is fertile here. I believe. Oh, that was it. It wasn't the soil is rich. Okay. Well, I mean, you know, it kept. It, same meaning, isn't it? Same meaning. Same meaning. And I'll tell you what also uh, is very rich, fertile soil. The amount of etiquette that you've still got to learn, of course, Neil. Well, you know. How's. Um, you just pick like those acorns and then hope that oaks will one day grow. Uh, have, oaks of lightness and social compatibility. Have you, um, have you been RSVPing less this week? Or less things that you're going to turn up to? I turned up to something. I thought that was... Oh, nice. What'd you go to? Um, a church fan. <laughs> Very nice. <laughs> I wasn't invited, but, you know. Oh, OK. Um, I was on the, on the prowl for any satanic apparition. I didn't go down too well. So <laughs> did, you, um, did you have a moody hot dog? I was eating one at the time. Yeah. I may have... Yeah. I had, uh, you know, kind of one of those bottles of Lucas Aid, like your, your lad from Rapsine, there's a bit of a pocket as well. I mean, it was very much Jamesy kind of encounter. <laughs> yeah, mate, there. Uh, someone who sounds like me. Yeah, exactly. Um, what's the name of that book that we've both read? And it's got the guy who's uh, always eating hot dogs. Confederacy of Dunces. Confederacy of Dunces. Well, you like that character. 
Oh yeah, that's another that's another parallel you could definitely make. Yeah, <laughs> it's a very good book if anyone hasn't read it. Banging on about scholasticism and Boethus. <laughs> Did you? I have actually got the consolation of philosophy. Mm, very nice. Did you um? Did you enter the raffle or the, or the tombola and get some? Yeah, so you didn't get any warm ginger wine or anything like anything nice like that, or a, a very overmilked cup of tea and a, and a stale biscuit. Is that, is that when you felt when you, felt, if you wanted, if wanted something dry and pointless? I'd eat the fucking host. I said, Ooh. yeah, bringing it to the man. You were feeling kind faint. Of spy, so. <laughs> Yeah. Um, did you have a go in? Did you get to go in the fire engine <laughs> with your little hat on? Ding a ling ling There was a queue of kids, so you know, That's obviously, different. like the smaller, weaker ones, I pushed out of the way, but some of the bigger ones ganged up on me and gave me a beating. And then that's when they gave you a hot, sweet tea and a biscuit. <laughs> yeah. We were back and I started screaming about lawsuits. Did you um, have a go at that thing where you throw darts at. Um, playing cards and then you win like a can of warm coke or whatever. Church is that you'd be beta. I went to church when I was a kid, there was none of this fun. I think it was I was in I I think it was school fate and imagining they're similar. Oh right, yeah, I'd imagine yeah probably. Um no there wasn't uh, there wasn't there wasn't any darts. It's too sharp too sharp in GSL. <laughs> also also you know remind you of the horns of Satan kind of that. <laughs> or um or Cupid's Cupid's arrow, which is obviously um Looking, but looking, oh, looking at the pagan days. So, and and it's invoking you for to, to stay. <laughs> Procreation, that's all it's for. Um, but you had a nice time. Uh, you glad to got bit. I'm, I'm, yeah, I'm, I'm more ashamed of my genitals than I was when I, before I walked in. I didn't so. know that was possible. <laughs> well, like we all got something out of it. Yeah, I did, <laughs> I did some learning. Uh, so, uh, Neil, when you were a kid, you know. Uh, your parents probably told you pointing at people is rude, did they? Well, I was pointing at them, yeah. <laughs> Accusingly. I can't believe they came out of that, pleased to say. Uh, that was true long before they passed on their advice, and it remained so. But why? Slate, gentleman scholar, Troy Patterson, Slate is obviously some kind of wanker's magazine or something, explained... Oh, yeah. Oh, you've got it, yeah. You've got a subscription. I've got a, yeah, I've got a subscription I've had for the last 10 years. <laughs> that's, how, that's how I got on the cool, cool, cool list or whatever it was. He explains so, that. I know from Slate. Slate and Duke here, obviously. <laughs> Tatler. Um, this rule dates to the primitive days when pointing the finger was considered to be, uh, to administer a hex, apparently, and it's conspicuously to risk attracting the attention of a stranger who might reply to you with an evil eye. In more recent time, the gesture has evolved into serving as an assignment of blame or accusation, making the target of the pointed finger suddenly a reduced, reduced to an object. If they notice you pointing, they will almost instinctively assume it's not for a positive reason. Even as forms of communication has evolved, pointing continues to signal disrespect. Way around that, Chris, just giving the gun fingers. Wow, yeah, exactly. Um... Yeah, so Everyone loves interesting that. that that used to be it used to be that easy to give hexes. You'd have thought it'd be a bit more to it than just pointing at someone. Everyone must have been hexed well, up could, all the time. See, like like any trick, it sounds simple, but you've got to have the confidence to pull it off. Like the gun fingers. You know, yeah, you, you go up there, yeah, exactly. You go up there and you start pointing the finger and someone doesn't drop dead, then uh, you know. Might get the evil eye. 
you're going to get an evil eye, you're going to get, you're going to get mugged off. Yeah. Um, so that's interesting. It's interesting that, that where that comes from. Um, I mean, I'd say allegedly, because that would be very much prehistory, so... Uh, people gave hexes in the Middle Ages, didn't they? Well, certainly they didn't. I'm just saying to say that, I you know... I people now. People's dislike of being pointed at comes down to a sort of genetic memory of fucking being hexed. I'm convinced by that, if I'm being honest, but there you go. Yeah, I think people just don't like being singled out. Yeah, just pointing at people is quite rude. Yes, fair enough. Oh, here you go, Neil. This one's a good one. Um, I don't know, you've fallen foul of this a few times during your uh, Playboy lifestyle. When on a date, if you ask, you pay. Gender roles have evolved quite a bit in the last decade, and many of the rules that once served as guidelines have balanced out. But one thing hasn't changed. The person who made the invitation to the date should foot the bill. This is regardless of age or gender, says Geordie R.R. Smith of Mammersmith Etiquette Consulting. (laughs) Fucking hell, Traditionally, the rule may have been that the man should pay, but in the old days, i.e. a couple of decades ago, it was usually the man who was expected to be inviting on a date. This obsolete rule is also ignored by same-sex couples. Well, it would have to be, wouldn't it? Now, <laughs> now as asking has ceased to be strictly a male domain in heterosexual relationships, the rule has been clarified, and it doesn't just go for romantic outings. The clarity of obligation allows the guests to accept without fear of expense, says Smith. For example, a wealthy friend may ask me to join her for a Broadway show. Later, I would reciprocate by inviting her out to lunch at a McDonald's of my choosing, well within my price range. Um, so- it just sounds like a gifter. <laughs> <laughs> he didn't say Did McDonald's, you- he said restaurant, but I put McDonald's in for Fair enough, yeah. comedy effects. Yeah, I'm, I'm not, I don't know if I'd buy that. No, I don't. That sounds like absolute bollocks to me. Yeah, I think... You could offer, or if, you know, if you were... Definitely, if you were inviting someone along to something and you knew, you know, they they didn't have the money or, you know, whatever that might be, then, yeah, you might you might offer to pay. But I don't think... That you're obligated as soon as you invite someone to something to pay for both of you. I'm not sure about that. No, um, I think it's also... And this might just be my perception based on um, every encounter I've ever had, but... I I think at best, if you're on a date with a lady, they'll go halvers with you at best. But even if they invite you, then you're kind of, you're expected to at least offer to pay. Yeah, yeah exactly. I wouldn't expect them to pay the whole thing, to be honest with you. No, it'd be nicer, wouldn't it? I mean, that... Yeah. I mean, it makes a different... No, no one asks me out, so it doesn't make any difference. <laughs> so... But, um, yeah, I'm not, I mean, that sounds, uh, it sounds nice, but I'm not sure how it works in reality. I mean, we've invited each other to stuff before, um, not on a date or, you know. Um, well, that's what it is, because it's just gotten really awkward, because we just keep waiting for the other one to pay us back and get even, and then <laughs> we can stop the our relationship. But then someone's always down. We normally... Um, we we go halves. Yeah, we normally just... Apply, apply this rule just too rigidly. If one of us gets a couple of tickets for something, unless it's something that's like cheap and it doesn't matter, then like, we'll, we'll just pay the other one back, won't we? Yeah, exactly. I'm bothered about the money, to be honest with you. just don't think that that's a rule. I agree. So there's, there's the etiquette. Um, one, which is useful, because now I know how to put hexes on people. That's what I'm taking from yeah. that. And the other one, which... Uh, I'm not sure works in real life. (laughs) 
Well, no, because you could you could threaten to hex people if they don't pay for you. You just you print out that rule, you print out that etiquette, and you go, "Well, I'm sorry, you're so rude, but obviously you're paying for this, and if you're not, I'm going to hex you." Think again. Sorry, and then you and then, the, you, then the you explain to the police. <laughs> <laughs> Apparently, it is. Well. You know, with yeah. uh, well, he was trying to show his progressive bona fides by going bona fides by well, obviously, if it's two men, then this is not <laughs> so. Today's episode probably a bit more exciting than the Black Volga, uh, I would suggest. Uh, and it's one which is which had hit the headlines, uh, but 20 years ago in 2001. So, Ooh. and um, I'm gonna open up with an article in The Guardian about it, and the legend is The Monkey Man of Delhi. So, already, it's making my heart bleed. Did you drive around in a black vulga? We'll find out, won't we? So, here we go. From The Guardian, which has been giving news for 200 years. Residents in in Delhi were last night bracing themselves for another night of fear and sleeplessness following a series of bizarre attacks by the Indian capital's answer to a very nasty horror film, The Mysterious Monkey Man. The Monkey Man, who is between four and five feet tall, has a monkey-like face. I mean, yeah, I mean, that's... Yeah, I mean, you would expect that. He's he's got the face of a griffin. He's not a griffin man then, isn't he, to be honest Strikes between midnight and 4 a.m., He's pounced on almost 20 victims during the past five days. He's a busy bastard, isn't he? He's a light sleeper as well, isn't he? Yeah. Yeah. He's been out clubbing. Yeah. He could be pissed. He's fucking begging so many pills. Because you would think he's... He's only little, isn't he? He's quite heavy, isn't he? Yeah. Uh, Leaving them with deep... He's between four and five foot. Definitely terrifying. He used to be six foot before all the drugs. Uh, Yeah. (laughs) Somehow. By, by, by one to one and a half. It's well known. Leaving them. Sean Riley. <laughs> leaving. Basketball player. Yeah, he used to be in Harlem Globetrotters until he got into uh, Happy Pills. Uh, the Manchester Manchester Music. Yeah, they were doing. Um, <laughs> Harlem Globetrotters were doing uh, doing an exhibition match at the Manchester um, Exhibition Centre in Salford, and then they went to the Hacienda afterwards, and they never saw him again. As, as Bryce Robertson the third said to him, he's just a general now. Is it the generals they play? I can't remember. Probably. I've never seen the Harlem Globetrotters. Uh, I've only seen them in cartoons. Uh, right, so the attacks for the last uh, five days, leaving them with deep scratch marks and gouges on their arms and necks. The police have received complaints from people sleeping on roofs or in open near the city slums, sleeping on roofs. Well, I guess I guess if you're sort of because it's quite a popular city, isn't it, Delhi? So it's just got I guess very, and, and very warm of an evening. So if it's not raining, I guess have a you know might be an open air bedroom situation. Yeah, well, it could just be very poor because it's slums, isn't it? Yeah, no, absolutely. He's also elusive. Yeah, so if it's a warm night, you might just decide to sleep outside. You know, yeah, rather than cram everyone into a room or something. I don't know. So he's also elusive, slipping away into the darkness after his attacks. Some victims say he wears a helmet. Other insist that he sports metal claws and a shaggy black and has a shaggy black hide and possibly roller skates. Oh yes! Oh, come oh, on, we're gonna, have to, we're gonna have to we're gonna have to pause and pause and unpick some of that. So, 
the helmet, I mean, that could be some sort of mind control device, couldn't it? So that's that's good. That's excellent. Harnesses vortexes. <laughs> yeah. So you can jump from universe to universe just looking for the... For the, the poorest people to cut. Well, like hanging out delicate. Yeah, well, do you know, he's usually off doing some, like, Planet of the Apes shenanigans, but... Uh, you know, he likes he likes visiting Delhi for a for a bit of a holiday. Of a stab up. Yeah, so he wears wear a helmet. Plenty of opportunities. Um, you roll a skating on the roof. A helmet comes in handy yeah, there. Yeah, yeah, I mean at least he's safety conscious. Um, so in metal claws, and he has a shaggy black hide. So. Well, I mean, that just again, isn't that just a monkey? Yeah, but monkeys. Well, I mean, I know some monkeys roller skate, but I mean, not all. <laughs> no, 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 not skating. The shaggy black yeah. hide. I mean, yeah, monkeys are hairy. But I mean, doesn't isn't shaggy black hide just a monkey? I don't know. Well, I guess that, that, that this is what's making him the monkey man of Delhi, rather than just um, the disco throwback stabber from Delhi. Well, at the moment, it just sounds to me like somebody's dressed um, an infuriated monkey, just strapped a knife to a monkey, a helmet, and some roller skates. It sounds like the kind of thing that Lenny Kravitz would dress like. <laughs> the big big fur, big fur jacket on. Um, and roller skates, helmet. He's, he's, um, he's out there fashion-wise, isn't he? He's a very cool guy. Um, I don't know if he has metal claws. Maybe. Maybe you could have them. Um, he wears a lot of jewellery. Did used to be known as the Wolverine of mediocre Mike's <laughs> rock, so I never knew why, but that could explain yeah, it. Yeah. And he was banned. He was banned from India, wasn't he? Of course. <laughs> and also, something went on. We and don't the roller rinks around uh, San Padre. Um, so, no rules, but you don't you don't strap blades on. Come on, yeah. <laughs> we're having a, a roller disco here. Why, why, why do you keep slashing the back of people's legs? Because <laughs> they can roller skate better than me, man. Uh, all right, Danny. Um, so the roller skates—they're—they're they're a fun addition to this. Um, roller skating on roofs—I mean, good. At least one. Uh, I mean, you had me at Monkey Man, but when you strap some rollerblades to his feet, then that's just—I mean, it, this it, takes it up at a level yeah, for sure. Yeah, bit roller skates. Um, at least one man died after tumbling off a building uh, in panic when his neighbour cried, the monkey man is here. So that's a shame, isn't it? Again, okay, that could have just been bad. <laughs> Before you the go leaping into the positive right, part, that's... You know... <laughs> <laughs> Yeah, too fucking uh... <laughs> have you got any? <laughs> have you got any offers? Um, despite the sightings, however, police remain unsure whether he is, in fact, a monkey. <laughs> We contacted Delhi Zoo authorities, and the expert says there's no simian that would ever attack without provocation, Suresh Joy, Delhi Joint Police Commissioner, said. We have conducted medical examination of the victims, and nothing concrete has been found. Doctors say the bites are animal bites and not from a human, Mr Roy said, but there are some people who have also said that the people use iron claws and teeth. I mean, surely you tell the difference between, like, a scratch from a blade and an animal bite. Also, I'm thinking, you know, simians don't normally get strapped into rollerblades and a helmet, so that might, you know, oh, I might kick off. I mean, maybe, maybe they've made an evolutionary leap. Maybe they've infected him with rage virus in 28 days. 
later not on. Not seen that, unfortunately. That, that monkey was, uh, yeah, it starts off with a base that is a monkey's infected. I don't know why the scientists were making rage virus. So for the military, Board, yeah, military applications. Um, but yeah, <laughs> there was some inject pigmen. Well-meaning animal rights activists unleash the uh, plague upon the earth by freeing this rage-filled monkey. Shows you, doesn't it? Just shows you. Yeah. Don't don't free animals. I break the law. It's there for a reason. <laughs> uh, so the monkey man began yeah, his reign of terror at the weekends in the poor colonies of East Delhi. He has since struck so many times across the capitals that some officers now believe there could be more than one monkey man. Oh, monkey gang. Youths armed with axes and sticks, meanwhile, have started patrolling the streets and right-wing Hindu activists, which is a weird sentence, have taken up strategic positions with swords and scimitars. They're not messing. The creature has its hands on my thighs when I woke up. I looked up, it looked like a langur, which is a type of monkey. Eunice, who lives in a suburb of Krishnanagar, said last night, when Rena, my mother, picked up a broomstick, it jumped out of the balcony. Delhi residents, it seems, are not the first victims of this phenomenon. A scratcher known as Spring Hill Jack, who we have already uh, looked into, yeah, um, appeared in London in 1837. He too had ironclad fingers. Didn't read anything about that. Glowing eyes, yes. Wore dark clothes and scratches victims. He was never found. So... And that's from The Guardian, which is a reputable source. As we were looking into this, Chris, I'll tell you one thing that did, did stand out to me, which is great. And I've not had a chance to actually watch it yet, but um, they've actually made a movie of this um, situation. Uh, so there's a, a Bollywood film called Delhi Six, right. featuring our monkey man. So, you know, he's, he's on Netflix. It's on Netflix. Pretty uh, mainstream, isn't it, then? So on the 13th of May 2001, 15 people suffered injuries ranging from bruises to bites and scratches. On the 15th of May 2001, a pregnant woman fell down some stairs, fleeing after a neighbour shouted they'd seen the monkey man. So you see a lot of people falling over when people are sort of shouting it, like boy, boy who cried wolf. Yeah, it sounds like a bit of sort of yeah mass hysteria or something, you know. As people are worried about, it's a it's a funny one to sort of have a panic about, isn't it? Because yeah, I say uh, monkey going around. I, mean, I suppose if it's Roller got blade strapped to its paws, <laughs> that's a bit terrifying. Well, yeah, you're not going to outrun it if it's on if it's on roller skates. Yeah, I was, I was thinking roller blades. I think it just says roller skates, doesn't it? So yeah. Some reason I, I just like that idea of like some early nineties like gang. They used, they used to do roller rollerblading, didn't they? Like in the Warriors, or whatever. Yeah, that's, <laughs> that was what we thought was terrifying. <laughs> really, yeah, where they all dressed as like baseball players or something. Yeah, like <laughs> neon neon seats, <laughs> like yeah. It was a while before the wire showed us what you know actual street life looked like. The nineteen eighties multi ethnic uh, gangs, yeah. which definitely exist. Um, yeah. So this is, it shouldn't, it, it's not funny really, but um, a four foot tall wandering Hindu Sadhu was beaten up by an angry mob who mistook him for the monkey man. So See, that's, that's, that's a double injury though, isn't it? Because you're kind of like, oh, come on guys. Really? Just short. <laughs> yeah, just, I know, yeah, I'm not only like, you know, and I'm quite short, but fuck's sake, it looks like a monkey. Come on, come on. On the 18th of May 2001, a van driver was set upon uh, and sustained 
multiple fractures in another case of mistaken identity for a monkey man. <laughs> How are you confusing a human being with a monkey Who's man? Who's driving a van? <laughs> yeah, just, exactly. I mean, this is not a fucking Clint Eastwood movie. Yeah, the, 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 all the descriptions so far very much sound to me like, you know, an animal that's escaped from the zoo. Yeah. I know they're saying uh, simians wouldn't attack. Fine, but... I don't know. Maybe it's some some other animal, but they sound they sound like animal attacks. Yeah. It sounds like very much like animals. I don't see how they're confusing this with uh, humans. You know, with humans. Very strange. Uh, but again, you know, people people looking just for some someone to attack. Yeah. Yeah. Bunch of lads get out, done a bit of gack. <laughs> oh, he looks like a fucking monkey. <laughs> And we should point out there are, you know, some unfortunate connotations to this, which you want to very much avoid. But, uh, yeah. Yeah, but, I mean, it's not like it's not like um, a load of people from Luton are attacking these people. These are no, 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 other people no, no. in Delhi attacking people yeah. from Delhi. Um, so further sightings were reported in Kanpur in February 2002 and New Delhi in July 2002 later describing the monkey-like machine <laughs> that sparkled red and blue lights. So there's a robot one now. One anonymous witness even is claimed... Is the mad scientist who's getting madder by the year? I hope so. One anonymous witness even claimed the monkey man had stolen his cell phone, which just sounds like insurance fraud. Yeah, that's insurance. That's a scam. Yeah, I'm going to leap on the back of this monkey man hysteria. So, um... Shining a bright light in the monkey man's face was said to ward him off as it renders his night vision glasses ineffective. <laughs> Fucking hell. What? Sorry, no, 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 wait, 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 wait. Roll back. Sorry, he's now... He's now... Wear night goggles. So night vision goggles. <laughs> he's, he's pretty... He's, he's pretty tooled up, isn't he, for a monkey? Yeah. Roller skates, <laughs> helmet, night vision goggles, metal claws and teeth. <laughs> Spartan... <laughs> Firing out sparks. <laughs> uh, um, it's also thought that throwing water on the simian's chest would short circuit his motherboard heart. This is where, where are you reading this from? Uh, this sounds like the, the Weekly World News or something. Website. So, so we're to believe this is a robot now. Well, some people do. In similar fashion, it was believed that the creature could turn invisible with a press of one button on his panel. <laughs> This is a real. This is really. This is a, a really meandering one. This one. Written by a lunatic. The theory... I'll be honest. You know, I'd, I'd watch uh, Robo Monkey definitely. Yeah. I have seen a film once called Robo Vampire. It was uh, a. pretty good. It was. It's. It's basically two different films spliced into one. Lovely. They've taken a very bad Indonesian gangster film and then just got a guy who's basically wrapped some tinfoil around himself and. Um, and the great thing is, as well, I don't know if you know, um, you've ever seen Chinese vampires? They um, or Indonesian vampires? They hop. All right. Part of the part of the folklore in the east, apparently, the, the vampires hop around. What one leg? Very cinematically, very hilarious. No, they've got just like two legs. They just pogo around all over the place. I'll just jump a lot. And after you are, yeah. Jumping lads. I wonder if that's yeah, because yeah, for some reason, Spring Hill fighting vampires and Indonesian gangsters. I'm not quite sure. It it, it wasn't heavy on plot. I'll be honest with you. You came, you came for the Robocop, stay for the Robocop. <laughs> I wonder if that's anything to do with Spring Hill Jack, because there was a Chinese community in East London at the time. Maybe some of that folklore. Could have been a vampire from the East. Could be. 
You don't know. You don't know. We didn't. We didn't. We didn't explore that at the time. Because we didn't explore it at the time. No, I, I think we pretty much settled on it with some posh twats. Yeah, that's definitely where I'd still go for. But uh, yeah, so uh, the monkey man is believed today to be the product of mass hysteria or some very advanced animatronic um, monkey-like warrior. They can turn invisible. I mean, that kind of technology is toting around, you know, that's... Yeah, you'd use it to, att- to attack poor people. Well, class, yeah, that's like some... So, I mean, there's nothing... The only thing which I'm really at the moment... Well, he's a robot, possibly, or he's possibly the... Uh, some suggest Monkey Man is an avatar of the Hindu, Hindu deity, Hanuman. Okay. So... Not terribly familiar with the Hindu deity... Well, there's a lot of them, isn't there? Well, yeah. Uh, Jesus is one of them. I just plugged him in. Uh, let's have a look at Hanyu Nun. So that's like, uh, that's like sort of the, the monkey, the monkey one. Well, there, there isn't there, um, was it Jenny to the West? There's um, there's a famous tale, isn't there, about a, um, was it Monkey Pixie and... Um, oh, yeah. The other one. Which... Um, well, they take the, the scrolls from India to, of Buddhism to India to, to China or something. Um, Tripitaka. Not sure if he's the same one. Let's have a look. Remade as a mildly mediocre Netflix series, Chris. Of course, there was a classic 70s one. Yeah. I can't remember if I watched it, probably. It was all right. It was very kind of like those um, kind of Xena Warrior Princess type stuff. Oh, right. Okay. You know, that kind of tongue-in-cheek, we know this is cheap. <laughs> yeah, been filming, filming a lot outdoors because we don't have any sets. Uh, I'm not sure if he's the same one. I think there's probably a few of them. There's lots of different monkeys in India. Yeah, no, I think... Um, well, I think that one wasn't... The one from Journey to the West isn't actually a god. I think he was... Well, I, I mean, didn't he... He was sort of like in spite of the gods and he was. they punished him for his arrogance, didn't they? They buried him under a rock for a thousand years or something. Nice. He broke into heaven and stole Jade thing. I don't know. Jade scroll or something. We've not, we've not invoked um, whatever the Hindu equivalent of Satan is yet, but we've got gods involved, so that's a good promising start. Although it's, it's more about duality, isn't it, I guess, in Hinduism. I'm not terribly familiar, as, as with many things, but um, less, of, less of the concept of... Yeah, no, there isn't. Isn't it, um, with you, the concept, was it Shiva? Is it the goddess yeah. of destruction? But she's very much a balancing force. It's not like a, a good or an evil goddess. goddess of destruction and rebirth, yeah. isn't it? Exactly, yeah, it's just a part of the, the cycle of nature. He says as if he understands this. But, uh, so um, <clears throat> I think at this point, Neil, what we need to do is dig deep into our own knowledge of the strange and unusual and see what we think is going on with this monkey man and why why did his why why such a short burst of uh, activity, you know, thank um, you, cakes. I'm going to put them out there, Chris, see, on, see if you can try it on for size. What, military experiment. You know, yeah, the Indian military. Five foot, so he's stocky. You know, he's, he's, he's mobile. He's got roller skates or possibly <laughs> possibly wheels on his feet. Yeah. Helmet, so he's not he's not crashed anywhere. Blades, so he's not going to run out of not going to run out of ammo. He's just you know gets straight in there. Bit hand to hand combat. Been training, training him up. Just you know, this new. We know that the armies in the past have tried to use animals. Yeah, pigmen. Maybe something, yeah, exactly. You know, breeding pigmen, strapping nuclear weapons to dolphins. Yeah. Um, <laughs> yeah. Um, infecting goldfish with smallpox. Yeah, yeah, they'll do anything to try. Um, 
And yeah, and then they just covered it up. Just so covered you think, it up. You think he got? You think he got away? From... I think he got out because he was broken out for his freedom. Um, he was very much like the seventies <laughs> Hulk TV series. He just wanted to find home, but I reckon he was a, he was a fighter for justice. Like he'd Mine see was... somebody being attacked, and then he'd like he'd go out and sort of fight the people, uh, you know, on the roof. So you think and the people? You think the people who uh, received his his ape justice were themselves yeah. in in the middle of a crime, some kind of crime? Yeah, so I think, think he's a vigilante. I think a crime fighting superhero, possibly with an endoskeleton of invisibility. <laughs> so what are we thinking about? So. It took a bit of a twist with uh, the maybe these are robot. Once you start involving robot parts and yeah, that he can turn himself invisible. I mean, we can't quite decide whether we're in fantasy or sci-fi territory there, can we? But um, um, who knows? I mean, I tell you what, Blade Runner would have been a lot more fun if they'd had a monkey knocking around with Roy Batty. If he was trying to, if he was. Trying to uh, switch off. Go to the and just kind of like, uh, if you can't make me live, you know, at least, what about Pogo, you know? Yeah. <laughs> oh, Pogo, you've burnt so bright. What's that? And I've, I've, I've been to a thousand suns or something like that. Oh, yeah, he does give a speech at the end, doesn't he? Um, I yeah, get that mixed up with this. Imagine the beams off the 10 hours of gate or something. I can't, I don't know. I always get that mixed up with. Um, Dr. Manhattan's speech in Watchmen, which is quite similar. Yeah, I think he was heavily inspired by it. Yeah. A bit like the whole thing with Rorschach being obviously a rip-off of Mad Max. He changed the guy to the... Um... What? Isn't there when Rorschach becomes Rorschach, he actually... He said the night he becomes Rorschach, he, he handcuffs some nonce to a thing, sets fire to the kitchen and then burns the house up. Yeah. Well, that was, that's like the ending of Mad Max. How was it? He handcuffs Johnny the boy to a to a vehicle. Johnny the boy. <laughs> yeah, no, this is this is the <laughs> Johnny the boy. Kill him, Johnny the boy. I love that, Max. Um, but yeah, so Johnny the boy, um, he handcuffs him to this uh, this car, puts sets up a trap, so it's going to blow up in like ten minutes. He's like, you could try and saw through the chamber. That take twenty minutes. You go through your leg in about five if you quick, and then runs off, <laughs> and then we just blowing up and. You're a copper, you can't do this to me. Back when back when we could enjoy Mel Gibson and Mavis. Yeah. Um what would be your all American name? I think mine would be uh Chud's Wigwam. Um Chet Eagle Blaster uh Chet Eagle's fine. Tell me to add more. Chet Eagle Blaster the third. Um, yeah. <laughs> Good way of coming up with Ameri- a good a good way of coming up with sort of American names is to do one of those sort of like American first names that we don't have in the UK, like Scooter, right? Yeah. And then Chubbed, ch- those kind of things. Uh Chip. Uh and then just your second name, just choose any state. That's a good Yeah, it could work. Yeah. Yeah. Chip Maine, that's not bad. Yeah. Phoenix, Mississippi. <laughs> yeah, that it can just Washington. Do. Yeah, no, that works. Yeah, uh, New Hampshire, not so good. Scooter, Florida. <laughs> oh, that's all right. That's pretty good. Don't know, what's another American name that we don't have? It's quite a lot. They can, they use my surname quite a lot. They use Flynn as a first name. Flynn, California. Oh. 
Yeah, so that's a good. If anyone out there needs to think of a, an American character for anything, you can you can use that. Just think of an American first name and then just choose a state. That's um, that's top tip there for for any screen aspiring screenwriters. I mean, you're there. doing half the work yourself by just having, <laughs> to come up with an American name, use an American name and an American state. Yeah, but I mean, it's it always works. Um, yeah, but but it doesn't work with cities. It's got to be states. Just uh, it works with some cities, but not all. It's not going to work with New York, then, which is both a state and a city. Yeah, that's true. New York, maybe that's the one one which doesn't work. Yeah, it doesn't. Do it. Nebraska works. Nevada, Portland, yeah. What did New York used to be called? Was it, it was like New Holland or something? Uh, well, the Manhattan. Yeah, but Dutch. Yeah, Manhattan used to be um, New Amsterdam. I think New York was New Holland. It's Jet Amsterdam. That's pretty good. <laughs> well, that's why. Yeah, that's where Harlem. But that's where Harlem comes from, doesn't it? Because Harlem's obviously a town in Holland. Yeah, originally. Yeah. Anyway, we're going a bit off topic here because we've run out of Monkey Man facts. <laughs> there's, not, there's not a lot to say about the Monkey Man these days. He's been. A, he's a pleasurable little character. Well, apart from all the attacking of people, but um, <laughs> casual death. Yeah. Um, so it, I don't know. Yeah, it's. A, I mean, people did actually get injured and stuff. So and I think were, I think you're in a really popular city. There's kind of like just, it's going to be they're going to be living massive. cheap to jail, aren't they? In, yeah, you know, it's um, you know, this rumor goes around, and you just kind of like um, and it's one of those things as well. I'm sure, like in the you know. If you were just being woken up, like this is, you know, having yeah. a lovely kid on the roof or whatever, and you've just been woken up, you're in that kind of subliminal state where it's, you know, you're, uh, you're, you're between, you know, just. Yeah. So, I sometimes yeah. wake. I sometimes wake up, even though I've lived here for two and a half years. I sometimes wake up in my bed and I'm not sure where I am. <laughs> no, exactly, exactly. Oh, you know, which way is the door to go to the toilet? Sort of thing. Even if you didn't believe it, you'd be you'd be a bit suggestible, wouldn't you? You're just in that sort of foggy state, just half asleep, half awake. So. Uh, yeah, yeah, and especially yeah, if you've eaten a lovely big Indian meal, because that can give you weird dreams. I find because it sits because it takes quite a lot of digesting because of the you know all the different spices and stuff. And also, you know, you eat a lot don't if you eat an Indian meal. I'm sure people in India don't, but it's a real treat for us, isn't it? So, oh no, absolutely. Well, I think, um, yeah, oh yeah. Well, I might get curry tonight. Now we said that. I've got a microwave one in the freezer because I'm a single man doing what I can. I'd, uh, yeah, I do like a block. Yeah, I don't know. It's a bit on, lovely. I quite like a vindaloo because I quite like the heat. Yeah, I don't know it's too hot, um, but I like the, quite like the bitterness of vindaloo. Based on a Portuguese stew. Mm. Well, just um, just have a corner and a bottle of vinegar. The uh... corner's too mild, though. I like a corner occasionally, but it's a bit too, bit too mild, so I'll go. Well, I do like butter chicken, which is quite mild. Never had that. Yeah. Okay, um, what naan do you have? Garlic. Or possibly a keema naan. They're, they're quite nice. Like a bit of mince meat inside. We have a peshwari. I mean, actually, no. Probably favourite would be like a mixed ball tea. I know that's not Indian. It's a Birmingham food. But uh, obviously it's Anglo, Anglo-Indian. Peshwari for me or um, garlic and coriander is nice as well. Yeah. Lovely. So hopefully that's cleared that up for everyone. What um what Indian food we like. So the monkey man, he 
is either he had a spate of attacks and then disappeared. Neil thinks he was a military experiment, um, a super soldier, able to fight in the jungles, um, but also adapt to urban warfare due to roller skating ability. That's the mistake they've made. It's like Predator 1 and 2. You keep him <laughs> fighting in the jungle, he's fine. You put him in a city, it's going to be it's just not going to work out. I've not seen Predator 2. What happened? Like, does he, is he not very good? Um, well, no, it's just kind of like, it's actually, it's, you know, it's all right. But you've probably, you've replaced Arnold Schwarzenegger, and as much as I love the guy, Danny Glover is not necessarily kind of like going to lead Genera. on the Predator film. Yeah. Well, he was good in Lethal Weapon, but he's, he's kind of like, you know, he's the kind of straight man to the. the the crazy cop, isn't he? But, um, you know, yeah, mentioned friend Gibson. But, um, yeah, no, it's, it's, it's a funny movie. Yeah, there's kind of like, there's a load of, um, there's a load of like, uh, what do you call it, like yardies, gangsters. Yeah. Um, and he's, yeah, he's kind of like, they're, they're having like a sort of some sort of gang battle, I think it was. It's like the hottest day in LA or some, for years. Like a hot summer in LA, it's like the hottest one for years, and it's like gang warfare. And the predator comes down, it's just like, he's like, oh, sweet, do a bit of fucking hunting here. Mm. Um, so yeah, you get a different predator, I I assume so. Yeah, and Danny Glover actually manages to corner it into a ship. And the guy's like, do you know what? Fair play, yeah, he gets onto this ship, and there's just like a hundred of them, and they're like, just look at him, but they're like, nah, go on, off you pop, lad, good, good stuff. Oh, really? We recognize a good warrior. Oh, nice. No. So yeah, they get back off the ship and they all fuck off to the moon or whatever. <laughs> to be honest. <laughs> all live the moon. The hunters from beyond the moon. Um, so, all right, so they've got a sense of um, honour there. Oh, yeah, they're, on, they're honourable sportsmen, you know. <laughs> not, well, there is actually a bit as well where he's... Like, all, actually kind of, like, like, all, like all hunters, they're honourable sportsmen. Like oh, uh, people who yeah. hunt foxes, that kind of mm. thing. Badger baiting. Yeah. Um, I mean, you know, hunting down that giraffe, I mean, that must have been terrifying. With a gambling gun. Yeah, you know, I really admire you for straddling its corpse, yeah. How many left? All right, brilliant. People who go to Thailand. Maybe you feel better about yourself for about five seconds. Throw grenades at cows, that kind of thing, yeah. All uh, good lads, yeah. Um, Oh, you did have a quick go about it, I'm a meat eater, but... um, Yeah, but you don't do it for sport. Yeah, you don't, don't take selfies of myself with animal corpses, you know. I'm not, you know, I'm not an aspiring. Well, you say that, but you've had, you know, I've seen plenty of selfies on your Instagram of you with a bucket of KFC. So that's right. essentially with animal corpses. He's a real, you know, he's a real villain. <laughs> um, I think probably still them. <laughs> Barely qualifies as me. I'll be honest with you, but you know. Oh, don't say that. That makes. Well, I've had KFC for years, but it's tasty. It is tasty. It's all that MSG. Put, put anything in that much MSG and fried it. I think it would be quite nice. <laughs> Probably one of my socks under those conditions. <laughs> under most conditions. Um, right, so Monkey Man, it's either a man that looks a bit like a monkey, like a little lad, um, who has got himself some knuckle dusters with knives on them, essentially. Yeah. Wears a helmet. Nightmare on Elm Street and took it a bit too seriously. Yeah, so it's either that or it's a monkey that can roller skate, has probably escaped from the military, um, has the knives again. They seem to be consistent. Uh, or it's some kind of uh, monkey robocop. <laughs> yeah, or, or possibly a predator. He might be hunting for sport. A tiny predator that people have mistaken as a monkey. 
um, who's hunting for sport. Uh, so it was very short-lived. It seems like people went a bit crazy for it, but um, I don't know. But quite, but we, quite. We got super. a Bollywood movie out of it, so I'll, you know I'll be enjoying that. Yeah. Um, so I think we should go through our our algorithm, which. Uh, this week, Chris. Uh, this week, I am going to be calculating it by holding it up against the window and seeing which numbers the many bees and wasps and flies are most attracted to because I think that um, there's a lot of inherent wisdom within the natural kingdom. So so I think, yeah, so I'm going to sort of crowdsource it out to uh, the insect kingdom, which I think is a sensible approach. So, uh, Neil, you can go first with spookiness. Yeah, this one isn't. Um, this one isn't very spooky for me. Um, I don't find the idea. I mean, being attacked when you're half asleep, I guess. But no, there's nothing inherently terrifying about a monkey with claws, especially the roller skates. It's just become. Yeah, it became more and more absurd, quite frankly. So, yeah, roller skates, and then we start turning invisible. I'd, I mean, I, I'm. I'd you know I'd like like to see a, a, a television show based on his life, but uh, yeah, I don't think it's going to be a, a, scary a, one. a sitcom. Yes, a sitcom. he just wants to make friends. It's like Edward Scissorhands, the simian Edward Scissorhands. He just wants to be chums. He's trying to give everyone a hug, and he just scratches them, and then they run away and jump off buildings. It'd be a sitcom with him in it, Lee Mack as the neighbour, and uh, Mel Goodrich as his. Uh, long-suffering girlfriend i reckon and they live in um they live in a small cul-de-sac in a bungalow uh just outside of mansfield and and yeah and he's a bus driver (laughs) yeah of course he is (laughs) what do you reckon do you reckon that's good this is like a um knowing knowing the ironic update of on the buses yeah, but um, with a roller skating robot yeah. monkey. Robot monkey. Yeah. As the main character, who's um, <clears throat> it's a real fish out of water tale. Yeah, I think that'd be that'd be quite good. Um, what what would it be called? Monkey business, clearly. Uh, it's a bit obvious, a bit on the nose. Yeah, it doesn't sound like a quality fucking sitcom. <laughs> That's yeah. alright. His lowest common denominator, BBC Three show. Yeah, all right, we'll go with monkey business because I can't yeah, think of anything yeah. better. They'll, they'll lead it in with repeats of two pints of lager and a packet of crisps, whatever that thing was called. Game on. Um, <laughs> yeah, bloody hell. Uh, okay, so spookiness, go, Neil. You're not finding it spooky. Right. One, not spooky, not spooky at all. Don't find, don't find the idea of being attacked by a monkey massively threatening. They are quite threatening. Um, I've, I've seen monkeys in real life in Indonesia, and they are quite well, threatening. Yeah, okay, so, but not spooky. Not spooky. <laughs> yeah, I wouldn't, I wouldn't, I mean, I definitely wouldn't want to tangle with an a big ape, like a, you know, orangutan or something, or gorilla, and then, uh, yeah, I wouldn't, I wouldn't exactly want to go toe-to-toe with a chimpanzee or something either. I reckon they can get no, a bit they're really boring. strong. <laughs> Way as much uh, as yeah. a female gorilla. It's an interesting fact for you there. Um... <laughs> If I say so myself. Yeah, Yeah, so I don't think it's particularly spooky. There's nothing supernatural about it, unless it turns out that he is uh, 
the gods are handyman come. Think you'd have better things to do, wouldn't you? Well, not really. Maybe not. Is it little tricks to God? Maybe I don't know. But um, yeah, I mean, it didn't go on for long. Um, there was nothing sort of paranormal about it. Um, the fact that he likes roller skating. Uh, <laughs> I just, I don't. Even if it was like a, at you, but it was a roll like sort of. Yeah. You know, doing that kind of disco roller skating where your legs kind of cross over back and forwards. He was doing that towards you. I just think. You, do, you just submit to the monkey's will. So I think I'll, I'll give it, I'm going to give it a two just um, just because it could be a trickster god. But yeah, it's not spooky. It's adorable. <laughs> so believability. Um, a lot of monkeys living in close proximity with humans in India. Um, so that's something. Uh, there appears to be quite a lot of short people kicking about. Um, I guess there would be in a country of a billion and a half people, but there's a lot of people getting beaten up for being the monkey man, so um, it could be that it was a little lad dressed up um, attacking people. I don't know. It's, I mean, the fact that the police got involved and there's actually injuries treated by the doctor and stuff that look like bites and different things. I just don't... I don't know what people would be gaining from lying about it unless they were doing something nefarious and that. So I don't know. Uh, the robot stuff is obviously highly believable. Yeah, that's that's me sold on that. Um, I'm going to give it a believability. I think you know because it's at night and there's monkeys kicking about and stuff. I mean, I don't know. Monkeys don't. They say monkeys don't attack humans, but who knows? There could be, you know, you occasionally get like mad, mad. Cover, it, cover it up. Yeah. Exactly. <laughs> I'll let you know you take your life into your hands every time you go through the doors. Every time, fucking every time you sleep on the roof. Uh, so yeah. I'm going to give it a three for believability. A generous three. Neil? Yeah, kind of similar. That I, I could guess I could see there might be some animal attacks and possibly even, you know, something escaped from a zoo or something. Although you think they would have found that, or I don't know, or maybe. There's a few billionaires knocking around Delhi, I suspect. So there might be somebody who's just decided to buy some wild animals and maybe they've just probably bothered to care for it or just indifferent and just escaped. Who knows? Give so, it some claws and send it out on the streets. Yeah, yeah. Let's dress it like Freddy Krueger and give it the invisibility armour. Let's <laughs> have the research. Just, I said. Um, so, yeah, I don't know. Um, no, I... I think a lot of this was just kind of like hysteria. It seems like it just kind of came up and just dashed down just as quickly. So possibly some people got attacked by animals, but yeah, no low believability for me. They never, never really found anything. So I think, yeah, give it a, give it a three. Oh, generous three. So reach. Um, when I found it on the internet, I can't remember what I was looking for. So there's bits and bobs about it. It seems like it was quite a big deal in India but not really anywhere else. Um, I mean, 2001, so it's 20 years old. So yeah, that's a bit a, of a flash in the pan, really. A bit of a flash in the pan, but I mean, it's still, there's still stuff about it. It'll be talked about, yeah, that's and true. There's, and there's the film, of course. Yeah. Um, and the reach geographically isn't massive, but the reach as in the amount of people who would have heard about it because, it, it, yeah. because India is such a populous country. 
is probably fairly big. So, tough one, isn't it? Um, I'm going to give it, I'm going to give it a four for each. So, Neil, what are you going to those rare occasions where we agree? Um, yeah, I, I kind of have a similar argument. I, I don't see it necessarily still being talked about in another 20 years, but it has been, you know, been a while and it's, you know, still to find some sources. But that Guardian article was, I think, contemporary with events. Yeah. So it's not. Um, but I think the Netflix, or sorry, the Bollywood film is a lot more recent. So and they're referencing a historical thing. Obviously, it's probably more of a sort of jokey um, reference to something that had happened in the past. Um, and probably gives it a bit of sense of time and place. It's a bit of an inside joke as well for people who um, do remember it. Mm. One assumes, don't know, I haven't watched it. Um, but yeah, you know, um, it's uh, it's obviously um, you know going to been heard by quite a few people. Obviously, the, the fact, the very fact actually as well that it caused such hysteria. Yeah. I'm not going to sort of as well. So yeah, I'm going to give it a four. Okie dokie. That's weird, isn't it? We're kind of agreeing. So narrative premise. So, um, <laughs> I, I mean, there's not much to it, right? But the fact no. the fact that there's embellishments around it having roller skates. <laughs> it's all sizzling and no steak, all sizzling and no sausage, I think. Yeah. I mean, the, the, I mean, don't get me wrong, the embellishments are wonderful. They could have made it a satanic monkey, the usual lazy nonsense, but they, but they, but they, they, made, they made it an invisible robot monkey. But they don't, really, they don't really have... Satan in India, as we do culturally in our monotheistic. No, and I guess they did. They did make it a potential Hindu trick to God. So that that, might, that may where it very well be the Hindu equivalent. I don't know. Um, so uh, the narrative. I mean the pre- the premise. I don't mind like a, um, a roller skating monkey attacker. I don't mind. What's that. his motivation? What drives him? <laughs> disco. <laughs> the death of disco. <laughs> Power of disco, bring back disco. <laughs> um, yeah. uh, the narrative, there isn't really one. Um, so I'm gonna give it a generous three again, and that is simply because of the roller skates, to be honest. <laughs> Neil, yeah. what are your thoughts? Yeah, that, well, there is no narrative, is there? It's just uh, other than what happened in real life, which is kind of interesting and I think you know the, the real life experience but in terms of the urban myth itself it's just there is a monkey man out there attacking people or just again I don't understand why he's a monkey man it just sounds like a, an animal to me for all the descriptions uh, although again if you know so no I, I think it was a roller skating and stuff that and his size yeah, maybe yeah I guess um no there's not there's not really much of a story to it so I, I I'll bring on one here but I'm gonna I think I think because they brought in the invisible robot, and it's not really much of a narrative. Because <laughs> of the interesting embellishments, actually, I'm going to go up to a three. Oh, you know. so matched again there. Incredible stuff. What's happening, Neil? We're, um, we'll have to disagree more next time. So that gives the Monkey Man a pretty low 23 out of a possible 80. I don't think that's our lowest, but um, you know there was at least some evidence of some sort of attack going on, so... Um, Yeah, so that's the Monkey Man of Delhi. Um, We've managed to spin that out, despite there being very little on it. (laughs) Um, So next episode, we are going to go for something a bit bigger, something which is a bit better known, because we've done a couple of fairly obscure ones, which I've enjoyed doing, because I like the obscure ones, and I always, well, I say learn something, I hear something. (laughs) I'm not sure what there is to learn. But um, 
uh, yeah, I enjoy doing them. So we'll, we will continue doing these ones, but we'll, we're going to mix it up with a slightly larger one for the next episode. Uh, and remember, when you're sleeping on your roof and you hear bottomless gates approaching, please don't have nightmares. Thank you.